Recovery Internet Radio broadcast live from Straight Stuff Studios here on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I, mean, I guess evening at this point. It's just been so nice. It seems yeah, like earlier, doesn't the it? Sunset. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> so nice going down. Does that officially make it even? I believe so. Anyway, um, some big news here. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. So <laughs> we're, we're actually counting our first episode, which didn't actually broadcast live, so if you are if you want to count that, which I think we're going to, then it'll be next week, but we're going to celebrate uh, when, when our first live air date is, so in just a, in just a few short weeks, we'll be uh, commemorating commemorating that, so yeah, and three three Sundays from now, I hope you'll, I hope you'll join us for that, and uh, thanks for listening uh, for all this time, if you've been around for that long, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, thanks for coming, and I hope you enjoy the show, I'm going to pass it to our host, Mr. Rick Atwater. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to Recovery Internet Radio, and our tag tonight is Sponsor Monster. <laughs> I thought it was catchy. Um, and uh, again, thanks for joining us tonight, where we are every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Thanks to Chris, our engineer, and our guest, Tina M., who is our resident Sponsor Monster. <laughs> can call the show with questions or comments by calling 323-792-2977. And if I remember, or if Chris does, we'll repeat that at halftime so that you know that you can call us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you can tweet us live at Rick Atwater. Um, and remember to check out recoveryinternetradio.com. That's recoveryinternetradio.com. Mm, dot com. Dot com for all of our archive shows and recovery resources. Um, and let's see, I, I just want to mention a couple of our friends. Um, I do I do this pretty much every week, but I'm going to I'm going to continue to do it. Unpaid advertising. Um, the best kind. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, and they get their money's worth, I guarantee you. <laughs> um, Double Take is the name of a band, some friends of ours, and if you want to find out where they're playing, you can go to doubletakechicago.com, and it'll be a list of things. I can't, I don't think they're playing this weekend, but they played last weekend somewhere. They're a lot of fun. Um, we have a friend at Dirty Laundry Designs, which is uh, an operation that does cards and things like that, book, bookmarks and things like that for... Um, recovery-oriented events, like birthdays or AA anniversaries and things like that. Yeah, it's neat um, stuff. Really, like, you know, if you're looking for that specific, you know, I think a lot of us have someone in our lives that's really, you know, could be very meaningful to them. So they do do some really cool stuff. Yeah, Uh, dirtylaundrydesigns.com or call 815-245-1209. And ask for Colleen. Um, and uh, I guess I guess that that's all I'm going to do about ads for right now. Maybe I'll mention a couple things at halftime. But I just want to say, yeah, one more thing. So we're going to do. Uh, did you guys decide? Are, are, are you going to are you going to actually 
uh, roast me in three weeks? Is that the plan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely okay. the plan. Oh, yeah. That is the plan for the anniversary show. Is oh, that yeah. Who, the studio audience gets to roast me for, you know, and I use the word roast, I think. You you actually use the word interview. But I, <laughs> More like a toast. Toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's what we're going to do for our, in three weeks for our one-year anniversary. Toast or roast? Toast or roast? I'm going to roast. You're going to roast, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's that's what we're going to do in three weeks. So um, that should be fun. We'll also I'm probably have cupcakes, it. but if you're just listening, you can't have any cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd have to you'd have to be here. So I have. Um, so tonight um, we wanted to talk about. Um, Sponsorship, and and in order to get to sponsorship, you gotta have to kind of have paid the dues to get to the place where you needed sponsorship. Right. So so maybe you can give us a little bit of background about you and your initial treatment. Right. Yeah. So tell us about yourself, okay. Tina. My name's Tina. I'm really glad to be here. Um, I first. Um, started drinking. I, I was kind of like a slow starter. Was, I was 18. Um, I was always afraid of alcohol because I saw what it did to people around me. Um, I grew up in a home, well, many homes that were um, very drug and alcohol was used. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just stayed away from it, of, mainly because of fear. I didn't know what it would do to me. I didn't want to be like that, mm-hmm. you know. And my very first <laughs> trunk was my first blackout, my first puke, everything happened. And um but actually it was my last puke. I never puked again after that. Hmm. I'm not sure why. why. That? I don't know. But I did continue to black out hmm. when I drank. Um, some people are pukers and some people aren't, I guess. That's right. I I started out as one for one mm-hmm. night, but um I when I drank, I never drank to be a lady. I never was into the go to dinner and have a cocktail. I drank for the effect. Never a, a pinky up kind of gal. No, <laughs> and I hid it. You know, I was a hider. You know, I didn't want anybody to know. Um, but everybody knew because <laughs> huh. I was, you know, quite a asshole, huh. really. Huh. And I, um, Unless I was alone, and that's I, I liked drinking alone. I didn't like drinking with other people. Um, I guess maybe because I knew that there was something wrong with the way I drank, yeah. you know. Um, like and, you knew right out of the gate. It yeah. Sounds like. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the other thing was is that then I could stop drinking and not drink, you know, do that white knuckle, um, and then, you know, I just. We're going to have one, just going to have one, you know, and then have a nice quiet evening. And, you know, that one would be the one whole bottle. And then, you know, that was my one. And uh, I, you know, I never, um, I I remember taking like a wine glass and trying to drink like a lady, you know. But coffee cup was better, you know. How much is in a wine glass? Six ounces? I don't know. Because yeah. I, like I said, I only did it once. They, you know, they seems, were pretty. small. <laughs> yeah. But then I just started drinking it out of the bottle, you know, and mm. hiding it in my closet or hiding it, you know, so that nobody knew. But um, 
you know, my um, my first husband was like, you know, just control it. You know, I I tried. <laughs> I tried to control it, but it, you know, I couldn't. And you know, I'm really grateful. Um, I remember um, my sister had said to me, you know, let's um, do acid, and my ex looked at me and he goes, oh my god. He goes, look what alcohol does to you. You'll never come back. So I never did it, you know. Um, fear. But, you know, I um, always have suffered deeply from depression. Um, when I was 12 years old, before I picked up my first drink, you know, I, I tried to commit suicide. I took a bunch of pills. And, um, again, before the night before I went in, I've been introduced to AA a few times. Um, didn't get it. Hmm. Was complete. Didn't make sense to me. How did you get introduced? Knew somebody um, or? Yeah, it was a, actually it was a neighbor who um, I got in trouble. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but somebody because I was in a blackout. Hmm. But um, somebody said, "Well, you know, so and so lives by you, and you babysat for their kids. Um, why don't you?" You know, he went into a program called hmm. the Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think I was 20, 20 years old at the time. Hmm. And um, I talked to him. He took me to the first meeting, gave me a book, and I didn't get it. You know, it was in the basement. It was full of smoke. <laughs> you know, I, and then, there, you know, everybody was 100. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and I was 20. You know, so but I they probably had ceiling fans, you know. I don't know. Yeah, well, it was pretty maybe not. smoky. Say something, you know. Say something about um, the blackout thing because, you know, it's it's you know we use that word pretty, you right. know, easily, and I, there's probably some people that really don't understand what that oh, means okay. or what it's like because I, you know, I'm sure for you that that was that's scary yeah, when well, you don't know what you did yeah. or where you were or blah blah blah, well, you know. One of the things I and everybody knows is you look out and see if your car is there because you don't remember how you got home. Yeah. You know, if you drove, somebody drove you home. Checking for dents. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, wake up with a black eye. Don't remember how that happened. Um, usually, I guess for me, there'd be a point when I'd be drinking that, um, you know, I think I was okay. And then... Somebody would say something to me the next day, and I'd be like, what? I, I did that? You know, I didn't remember. And sometimes it wasn't a blackout for the whole evening. Sometimes it had happened on and off. Um, but towards the end, I started um, using Coke. And I didn't black out anymore. It was magic for me. I don't know why. Um, but And I, you could probably drink more. And I could drink more, Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I remember just thinking, you know, if I could just get this, you know, if I could just stop before that would happen or, you know, before I would just, I mean, I remember one night waking up, I was in the water at the lake by my house, you know, and it was probably 40 degrees out, you know, fully clothed, don't remember why I did it. I was alone. Most of the time I was alone. That's why, you know, um... When I did get sober, you know, it, it probably took about two years before and I started, like, remembering things, hmm. you know. So when was the next time that you had any treatment contact after that, after you were, like, 20? I 
20, what did you say, 21, 22? I was 20 then, and then I um, had my son, mm-hmm. and I didn't drink. It was a total miracle. Mm-hmm. And um, Did you think that... You know, I always said, well, I didn't get paid. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just dressed it up different. I yeah. made it look different. At least in my head, it sure. wasn't any different. Sure. But I think some people call that denial. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I just. Because she was looking, that, that girl that was telling her story, she was looking at you. Yeah. That's why she was crying. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, it's like, holy God, I'm glad I'm not like her. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, there was the guy, you know, having a seizure, going through withdrawals and stuff. And, yeah. You know, I saw all the places I hadn't been, and I saw the places I had been. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my counselor was the best thing for me because he really took me from where I was way up here and made yeah. me equal. Took the took the pretty picture and, and uh, made it yeah. made it more real. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna um Chris, are you ready with uh with a with a song for us? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> See, look, he's not ready at all. Oh, I'm totally ready. Okay. So I think we're gonna take a, a break. Okay. All right. And we'll we'll have uh well you, you wanna intro the song? Yeah, this is a this is a friend of the show, uh, Brendan O. Thanks mm-hmm. for the thanks for the tune. I believe the name of the name of the track we're uh, listening to is called Dove's Army of Love. It's got some uh, kind of jazzy, rocky kind of stuff going on here. So yeah, we like it. We like it. Thanks, Brendan. Hope you enjoy it. He's actually yeah. supplied our our uh, some of our intro and some of our other little music. Yeah, and he was going to be here tonight, but he didn't make it. So maybe next week. We'll, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, we'll see you when we see you.
back on. We are back on. Welcome back to Recovery Internet Radio. If you're just joining us, this is, I believe, show number, episode, uh, I don't know, 40-something. It's a lot of them, almost a whole year now. We've been listening to <laughs> Tina's story. Thank you so much for sharing so far. It's been a been a great, great story. Uh, like I said, if you're just joining us now, you feel free to call in and uh, ask any questions you might have. Our number is 323-792-2977, same number every week. Or you can tweet us live, at Rick Atwater. We can answer you that way. So uh, I won't keep you any longer, but back right. to the show. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah. Um, episode something. 40-something. 40-something. Yeah. Right. If it's a year, it should be 52, but yeah. we've had some dupes and we've had some ups and downs. and Yeah. So, yeah. We're between 40 and 50-something. Yeah. Right, yeah. In, right in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. Okay. So, back to Tina. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the last question I, I asked you is, did they talk to you about sponsorship? Did, when you were when you were in the treatment center right. and you said yeah they yeah they did I'm just interested yeah. to hear w- what they told you because like you like you were saying you, you didn't know this was like an education for you you didn't know what this recovery business was really all about right or you know so I imagine when they told you explained things to you and you were ready to listen you know so what did they say um, get a sponsor <laughs> get a sponsor uh-huh. and what did you and did they did they tell you what that was? Yes, they told me it was um, someone that I could relate to, someone who had um, some time in the program, um, and I think that was one of their big things was that someone who had some time in the program. Yeah. Um, and I understood that because, of course, I didn't want somebody who was struggling like I was. You know, I wanted somebody who kind of knew what they were doing. Um, somebody who had a few answers anyway. Yeah. yeah, and they said it was somebody I didn't have to like. You know, I didn't have mm. to, like, be best friends with them or anything. I just right. needed to find someone who could give me direction. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure they used all kinds of words and stuff, but at every session they talked about sponsorship. Hmm. Um, okay. Because... In there, what we did was we did, like, my counselor was kind of like my sponsor. Right. You know, so that you kind of got a feel what that was like, so that um, you could talk to them. You know, like, if we were, and I, a few times, like, if it, like, the Mother's Day thing was bothering me, so I went and talked to Doug. Right. You know, and, of course, he's a male, and they definitely strongly say, you know, female. You get, a, you know, women with women, men with men. This, and, uh, this is this probably is a dumb question, but for the for mm-hmm. the audience, why? Um, because they're just other agendas, you know, the sex thing. Um, so they want to keep the other agendas, yeah, out of the mix. Out of the mix. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Of, yeah. One of the things was is that, um, you know, most of my friends that I did have weren't women. Mm-hmm. You know, they were men, and there were very few of them. But I was afraid of women. Um, and there were a lot of women that liked me, but, you know, I, I was afraid. Um, I didn't want anybody too close to me. Mm-hmm. So the sponsor thing really was hard for me to swallow mm-hmm. because it had to be a woman, which, you know, kind of That's hard. That's hard. And Trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody to guide me, someone to tell me basically what to do. <laughs> and That's not easy. No. No. Uh-huh. No. Um, and I, you know, I think the thing is, is that 
how I came upon getting a sponsor, you know, was, you know, t- them telling us that and stuff. And I actually talked to women for the few days and, and mm-hmm. actually formed a little bit of a relationship for the short time. Mm-hmm. Was, um, didn't talk about anything in depth at all. But, um, you know, we were pretty all much still full of shit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and alcohol. <laughs> you know, a lot of us, I was detoxing. Right. You know, um, you're talking while you're still in there? Yeah, while mm-hmm. I'm still in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, when I was in there, my uncle had called me, an uncle I hadn't seen since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in the program. And you didn't even know it? I didn't even know it. He lived in another state. I'm from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he was relocating here. He had a um, company he was working for, and he was here to set up the new stores. Mm-hmm. And um, could I use some help? He could use a place to stay. And I was renting a house then. And um, I said, okay, you know, and... Again, that was a God thing because mm. I was scared, and I really, you know, I haven't seen him in years. Um, wasn't close to. I'm not close to anybody in my mm-hmm. family still. Yeah. Um, he's probably the closest relationship I've had in any of my family members, and my uncle Paul. Mm. Um, he picked me up from did here. He, did he know you were in a treatment center at that time? He, my mom called him. Uh, my okay. mom knew he was sober. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. And again, you know, my mom lived in another state. We were not very close. I didn't, I pretty much wasn't raised by my mom. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It just, it felt right. It felt right. Of course, it worked out really well, but um, we got home and I was exhausted. You know, anybody who's been through treatment or detoxing and stuff, you don't sleep, you know. Um, I had a lot of uh, peripheral vision problems when I was detoxing. I kept seeing things and um, had a lot of night terrors. Um, so he brings me home and I'm like ready to, I really need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no, we're going to the meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he goes, you know, you can't rest. You, you, you've got to get into it now. You can't wait till tomorrow. You need to do it today. And he says, you know, you'll so left your own designs. You would have been taking a nap. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have made that first meeting. So he drags you to a meeting. Yep. Yeah. And it was a good meeting. He did that for a while with me for Mm -hmm. maybe like a month. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not every meeting. You know, I started. So he was your first sponsor, sort of. He kind of was Mm -hmm. because, um, and he kept yelling at me. (laughs) Not yelling at me, but you know, get a sponsor. Yeah, that's that's right. Sponsor. You know, yeah. but there weren't a lot in 1989. There weren't a lot of women at night meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why is that? Do you think? Well, I think we're still in the closet drinking. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I don't think. You know, I don't think yeah. women um, really were admitting and um, you know, shame, mm-hmm. guilt. I mean, that's what I had. You know, they weren't. And then if they were going to meetings, most of them made it to. A few day meetings that there were, or a Sunday meeting, or maybe where there were more more other women in the meetings. Probably be more comfortable. So, but I was perfectly comfortable because it was all men. Yeah, you know, it worked for me. So it was all right. Yeah. However, shortage of sponsors. Yeah. You know. So, but there were a couple women that were going. Yeah. I didn't like them. Right. 
<laughs> and my uncle said, well, you know, you got to get a meeting, by, or maybe a sponsor by the end of the week. You know, I can't sponsor you. And that's really what he was doing. And um, so this one woman, I said, God, I just don't like her. There's just something about her I don't like. And she was like a throwback from the 60s. You know, she wore the headbands and the blonde, blonde hair and, you know, the ripped jeans. And mm. I just... Diane? No, that was Lynn. Diane oh. did too, but mm. yeah. Diane uh, and Lynn were the women that went. And uh, Lynn became my first sponsor. I asked her and she said, yes, I praying. Because I was told... You have to ask them if they've been through the steps and if they have a sponsor. That's where the, right. where the two requirements. It right. wasn't really about time so much because you have to have time if you went through the steps and if you have a sponsor and you're working with them. Yeah. So, and she actually, I think she had four years at the time or five. And So, so she'd been through the steps. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she'd been around a little while, mm-hmm. and you didn't like her. I didn't like her. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. that was basically the criteria yeah. for your first Exactly, sponsor. yeah. Okay. And then um, it took a while. I mean, we, we talked every day. Her requirements was that I called her every day. Mm-hmm. And we get to know each other. We have dinner once a week. Why call every day? Um, so she could get to know me and my voice and stuff when things were bothering me, get to know mm-hmm. who I was, get to know how my day was. Mm-hmm. Was I doing the things I was supposed to be doing, like looking for a job, mm-hmm. you know, um, going to a meeting? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that... Sounds a little controlling. Yeah, that's doesn't it? But, you know, is it? it is a little bit, you know, okay. in, the, in a good way, though. Okay. I was accountable. Okay, which is mm-hmm. a little, that's a little different than yeah. somebody just trying to micromanage you. Right. So, I of course, that's... I said controlling, though, because that right. was my first... You know. That was that's mm-hmm. you know I think pe- people think that though don't don't they yeah, like they oh I'm not doing that because they're just going to try and run right. my life right but see I yeah, wanted after to... all you did such a good job mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah right and you know I wanted this so I would do anything really yeah. I mean if honest to God if she told me I had to run around the block five times every day I would have done it mm-hmm. um, but she didn't um, she said that you know we worked on the first step she goes. And the thing was is that, you know, I hear, especially around the program, well, if you're here, you've already done the first step. Well, that's not necessarily true, especially with the revolving door that I see today. Right. You know? Right. Um, I don't know if it was Revolving door meaning? People in and out of the program thinking yeah. they, you know, just, I don't think they've really come to, I didn't know the first step. That, I mean, I admitted that I had a problem and my life was um, out of control, period, you know? Um but I didn't understand really what that meant. Yeah. But I needed to understand what that meant. So she started with you right at the beginning, right. and that was a good right thing for you. Right at the very beginning. And yeah. I was... Do you, you do know, that with the with the, the girls that you sponsor yeah. now? Even if they've been sponsored for or sponsored before, went through the steps, we go through the steps. Okay. I think that's real important um, to get to know somebody, you know, because if I, you know, the name sponsor is just a name. Yeah. You know, sponsor to me is working the program, um, doing the steps. Um, and, you know, even uh, like when we get to the four step, you know, most people who are still sober have done a thorough four step. Yeah. But there's always stuff to write down. I don't care who you are, how great you are. You know, I personally believe I've always done um, a four step throughout the years. Mm-hmm. You know, Which um, is? 
An inventory. An inventory. Yeah. Yeah. An inventory. Yeah. I mean, you um, know. Yeah. And, and that's good. But, you know, there was a time I stopped doing all that stuff, too. But, and that wasn't good. <laughs> but I think the um, important thing was is that, you know, I saw her, it working in her life. Yeah. You know, she had a job. She had a home. Mm-hmm. You know, she had a car, you know, um, and she'd earned all that stuff herself. It wasn't given to her, and, you know, she didn't have to do certain things to get that stuff other than, you know, live a good life. And I saw that happening. So you hear the phrase, um, I, I want what you have. Exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what that is? And all of a sudden, I did want what she had. That was really weird because I didn't like her. You know, <laughs> um, you know, and can we you like never... can you not like somebody and want what they have? I exactly. think you can. Oh, I, I think you can. She was my sponsor for five years. Yeah. And um, I never really liked her, you know. But I, we weren't, we didn't become really good friends, you know. Um, we respected each other. Um, we worked really good together with the program. Um, she saved my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was five months sober when I did my fist step. Mm-hmm. And she was pushing me because I had gotten to a point where I was fearful. It was stuff I had written down, and I didn't want to share that with anybody. I didn't want to look at it myself. And a, and a fist step, we have to say what that is. That's where you're oh, going to okay. share the stuff that you yes. wrote down in the mm-hmm. fourth step. Right. Your your personal inventory. Yeah. Okay. And, and then you're going to share that with your sponsor. Is right. normally do you share it with a sponsor or or you can do it with anybody? Yeah. They say, but I I think if you're going to have a relationship and have a sponsor, you really should do that with them. Now there might have been, I know some people who have things that they haven't shared with their sponsor. They go to a clergy or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine too, whatever mm-hmm. works. But for me, especially because she's a woman, I didn't like women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good for me to share it with her, mm-hmm. and it it took a while. And we were together for four hours, and um, I honestly had a lot of stuff written down. And what I she made me write good things, and that was two pages, you know of you know, mm-hmm. through my childhood. And she made me start from the beginning, from yeah. when I could remember. Um, and again, are these, the thing, are these some of the things, I mean, do you take that stuff that you got from her and apply that to the people that you sponsor? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I have them go back to I the beginning? It. Yep. Not just a drinking history, no, but... all of it. Tell me about it, childhood yeah. and the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, for me, honestly, I, I saw a lot of... Um, personality traits that I had when I did that, mm-hmm. um, that I still had, you know, that were not good. You know, I guess that comes along with the other steps. But um, we were able to take that stuff, not just the amends, you know, the people that I owed amends to, which mm-hmm. is people that I harmed mm-hmm. um, and hurt as a result of my drinking and using. Um, and a lot of that, and just people that I refused to have a relationship with um, or ignored, pushed out of my life. I push a lot of people out of my life. I, you know, I, if you, you know me today, I'm a completely different person than I was when I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was full of fear and that came out as anger. 
You know, I was, um, didn't like myself physically, you know, um, I didn't like me, you know, so, yeah. like, again, it comes back, I don't like women, well, I'm a woman, I didn't like me, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and all the women I knew were powerless in, in life, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that was me, you know, um, <clears throat> so when I, this is kind of, so I, I did this, and she shared back with me her experience, mm-hmm. similar similarities, and some different. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, I remember her saying to me, you know, even the good things I wrote down were not anything good about me. It was what I did for other people. Mm-hmm. Those were the good things I wrote down about me. It wasn't about, you know, well, you know, I like the way I fold the clothes and how I put them away. And, you know, I, I think I do a really good job. I like being a mother. You know, I'm good at that. None of that. You it know. was all about what you did for Yeah, uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. for my ex. Did she pointed that out to you? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Is that what a sponsor's supposed to do? That's exactly what a sponsor's supposed to do. And what does a sponsee do after the sponsor mm-hmm. points out stuff like that? Well, I, you know, because I didn't know. Take a deep breath. Yeah, and I didn't know that there were actually good things about me. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that. And I didn't know how to look for those. You know, I didn't know how... I I was real easy to find the bad stuff. Sure. That was the easiest thing in the world because I was a bad person. So she helped you to find some of the good things about you. Good things. And, you know, those are life-changing. You know, it's easy, I think, for every alcoholic that I've ever met to find all the bad stuff about them, Mm -hmm. you know. Not necessarily that they admit it to anybody or anything, but that's what we do, you know. And um, I still do that. You know, I always find what I could have done better, you know. Mm-hmm. And But today I'm, I can actually put a more positive spin on it. You know, I can say... And do you, oh, think, do you credit Lynn for that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, honestly, the first five years, in my opinion, are really the most important. Yeah. You know, so, that and ground. you moved on from her? I did. She moved out of she moved out of state. She okay. moved to uh, Twin Cities. Okay. And um, we did have towards the end of our relationship, there was something in her life going on that she never shared with me. I didn't know what it was, and um, we had a little bit of a falling out, but it mm-hmm. wasn't bad. We were able to talk about it at the end. Some people, you know, uh, and that's that's something that that, that I've heard is that some people. Have, you know, they've had multiple sponsors. Mm-hmm. So, and there's times when maybe they get to a point where another person would be a better fit for them. Right. How does that work? Mm-hmm. I mean, can well, can you uh, hire and fire or? Uh, well, I, I have to say I'm really against that. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. Um, if because I didn't like I said I didn't like my sponsor, but everything she was doing it's the footwork, you know, it's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, um, I I have to know how they live. Right. I have to know how my sponsor lives, or and people that I'm around, mm-hmm. people who I associate with. You know, I have to watch their footsteps. You know, um, and what they do. You know, because I want to create goodness and be a good person. So I have to be around people who create goodness. So and if she, if let's just say, 
if Lynn hadn't moved away, you'd had a, a bit of a falling out, but she hadn't moved, would that mean you would have stayed with Lynn and, and yes. worked that out some, I, somehow, some way? I believe some we would have, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Good. And, uh, you know, we still send cards. Mm-hmm. Not every year, but we get a Christmas card on and off to each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, immediately I, I set out to get another. I already knew who she was in my head, you know, and it was a... It's Carol I. She's still my sponsor today. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew her from district. We were both. I have secretary. She's treasurer, and um, I just liked her. And then suddenly I joined. That's this, a change right there. I know, <laughs> really. And uh, we've grown. I know. It took five years, but you know, I liked her. And she um, was in the spiritual progress group that I joined. Yeah. And it was just like everything fell together. And, you know, that's what I love about the program. If, you know, we do what we're supposed to do, you know, it's life-changing, you know. I, so I have a couple of questions for you. Mm-hmm. So, well, and you've sponsored a number of girls in, oh, yeah. in your in your time. Mm-hmm. And you've, so I take it that you've, like, learned from the people that have sponsored you how to sponsor right. your mm-hmm. your people. What um, you know, and we're, we're you know, time has really flown by, but we're getting pretty close to the end of our time here. So, like, what would you tell? Um, what would you say to uh, people, to to your AA folks out there who are looking to sponsor people? What advice would you give them about, you know, how to, you know, how to be a good sponsor? What would you say? Um, one of the things I. I believe in is that, you know, everybody has their life and there are certain places that sponsors don't need to go. You know, I do believe that and I'm not here to judge. Um, I I think um, one of the things that I, the relationship thing is the biggest issue I think there ever is in the program between sponsors and sponsees with male and female. And um, that's part of my story. That's there, too. But I don't judge. But I do try to guide people in the way, you know, like my sponsor, no relationship for a year. She told me that. Mm-hmm. But I was in a relationship. So when that ended, there was no relationship for a year, you know. And... I didn't quite make it. It was almost. But I'd been through the steps and everything. It was 11 months. And uh, I've had awesome relationships because of good sponsorship. Hmm. Okay. You know, yeah. um, I think people that I sponsor, um, you know, it's really hard for me to watch them do some of the things they do. doesn't mean I approve or anything. You know, I, I don't like it when people go, well, Tina's your sponsor, you know, or da-da-da, Carol's Tina's sponsor. So, you know... If you think you're controlling somebody, you shouldn't be a sponsor. Right. You know, but if you're living by an example and sharing your life with people, I mean, that's sponsorship is I want what you have for me and the people I sponsor. And and maybe the last thing that I'll ask is uh, I have heard that, that sponsees are as helpful to sponsors as the other way around. They definitely are. Can you explain that to me? Um, 
I have, you know, I've had some trouble in my sobriety in the last three years, and my sponsees have one in particular, Angie. A lot of people know her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been there for me. You know, she's actually held me when I cried mm-hmm. and um, told me how beautiful I was. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that I've learned from that is that. You know, I am a good person, and I, you know, helped her. And she gave it back. Exactly. And you got back what you gave. Yeah. And that was, that's awesome. You know, That is awesome. Is that cool? I I think so. (laughs) Well, I think that's a good, I think that's a good place to put a wrap on, on on what we have to say tonight, Mm -hmm. but I really appreciate you coming and sharing your stuff, and it was good. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. So thanks to uh, thanks to our listeners and our studio audience, and um, we'll e- email out reminders for next week's show. And um, you know, go to our website, recoveryinternetradio.com, if you want to be on the reminder list, and you can give us your email, and we'll shoot you uh, we'll shoot you a reminder. It's a very nice reminder. It I is know. a very pretty reminder. Mailchimp does a fantastic job. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so um, we want to hear from you, and we want to know where you are. So please go to our website, and as always, live today, love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you at 8 p.m. next Sunday night. Get a sponsor or be a sponsor. Get a sponsor.